You're listening to Band Geek with Richie Castellano on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. What's up, guys? Richie here. This is Band Geek episode 55. When we first started doing this show, when it was just um, me and Muff, we uh, had a few ideas of theme episodes, and this was on the list very early, and we're just getting around to it now. This is Songs with Eighth Notes on the Piano. Yes, Songs with Eighth Notes on the Piano. You know, like... uh... So we do three songs with eighth notes on the piano, but we also do parts of other songs, and we have a lot of fun you know, jamming on some things that we don't really know, and that's the Band Geek way. So I hope you like it. It's a lot of fun. We introduced two new first-time Band Geeks on this, uh, my friends Vin Innocente and John Esposito. They're both great guys and funny guys, too, and I think you'll like it. Before we get started, let's do some business. Uh, If you like Band Geek, please subscribe to it at riotcast.com or Stitcher or iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. It also helps if you rate and comment on the podcast because that lets first-time listeners know about our show. Uh, And if you want to go one step further and really help us keep going, you'll use our Amazon link, which is super easy to do. Before you do any shopping, that is before you put anything in your cart, you want to visit riotcast.com slash bandgeek, and at the top of the page, you'll see an Amazon banner. Uh, You just click that banner before you do any of your shopping, and then a small percentage of your purchase goes to supporting the show, and it doesn't cost you anything extra, and it's a beautiful thing. And we, if you have been doing it, we really appreciate it. One more thing I want to mention is that Blue Oyster Cult will be playing at the St. George Theater on Staten Island on October 17th, and that's a big deal for me because that's my hometown. So if you're in the New York, New Jersey area, and you're around on October 17th. That's a Saturday, I believe. Let me check. Uh, yes, Saturday, October 17th. Uh, please come and check that out. Also, opening for us will be a great local band called Sons of Origin, uh, which is made up of my former students. So that's going to be a blast to have you know both bands on the stage together. So here we go. I hope you enjoy episode 55, Songs with Eighth Notes on the Piano. Welcome to Band Geek. I'm Richie Castellano. Yay! You know what? Thank you, wife. The only one who cheers for me. Yay! Thank you, wife. I'll, I did it too. I'll clap, I'll clap for only. you too. I didn't know okay. we were supposed to cheer. Because you bought her appreciation with a ring. <laughs> I he liked, liked it. it. He put a ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> we're married. So, um, joining to, us today are... Beyonce for that. What? I think we have to pay Beyonce for that. <laughs> Make sure you talk up to your, right into your microphones, guys. Okay. So we have some newbies here today. They don't yeah. know the rules. <clears throat> Sorry. Them's getting hazed. Break. That's right. Snap. Getting hazed. Um, we have with us my co-host, who I don't like, Jarrett Pressman. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> at the Boo. Legion of Doom. It's pretty good. Uh, on drums, Andy Ascalis. Hello. Yay! Yay! Is that 
BOC bass player, Andy Ascalese. That's right. That's right. On uh, on vocals, my wife, Anne-Marie. Hi. Where was your boo, Richie? Woo-hoo-hoo. Drinks. 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 Our, uh, our mysterious lady in the background, Brandy Metaxas. Hey. And okay, we have two new band geeks today. Um, the first band geek on bass is uh, my longtime buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Uh, actually, I'm very excited to have him on the show. Uh, is Mr. John Esposito. Now, John has a nickname. It's Spo. That's correct. Espo. Um, and on keyboards today, first time band geek, my friend Vincent Innocente. Thank you for having me. Now, is it? Do you want to call you Vin, Vinny? What do you like to be called? Vin is cool. Vin, okay. Yeah, Vin is best. So, um, and I, did I pronounce your last name right? Yes. How do you pronounce it? I say Innocente. Okay. If I was in Italy, it'd be Innocente. 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 That's Italian for <laughs> Innocent. <laughs> All our last names are different in Italy. So, Ascolese. what's your last name in Italy, Andy? Ascolese. Ascolese. Uh, like you have to say it like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like Borat. Ascolese. <laughs> and your name in the... What's your name? Esposito. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something like that. Esposito. 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 It's a mecca of beats. Castigliano. I can't roll uh, my... Thanks else. for having me on, on the show. I can't roll and, uh, and Jared's name in Italy is Pressman. Pressman. <laughs> oh my God, Vince having too much fun with the keyboard. Remember um, when we used to yell at Andy for doing that? Yeah. Oh, now it's charming. Well, it's, 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 a, it's a new year. Yeah, of, all of a sudden, right? It's, old soon. it's a new year of band geek, so it's it's all different. Andy's over it. Andy, when he sits behind the keyboard, is like, eh. Yeah, but you don't understand. See, now drums have sounds. So, <laughs> so he's moved on from the keyboard. Uh, actually, I didn't mention this last time. This is the new and improved Band Geek Studio. Uh, this is the f- Once again, for the new year. Yeah, this is our first time trying to um, d- record in like a band configuration in this studio. Without I re- a couch. I removed the couch. <laughs> I gave it to my sister-in-law. <laughs> Meanwhile, without a couch. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and um, thank you, Emily, for taking our couch. And uh, now we have more room, so now people aren't sinking into my old blue couch while microphones and drinks fall on Muff. And Muff, so yet actually now Muff doesn't take up a quarter of my basement. But <laughs> what does that this, mean? Uh, no, because when you were in a couch, you had you had you had to take up two couch cushions, and you had to have your stand and your table and your drinks and your glasses and your that. Them. You're, you're such a fucking diva. I'm sorry. Richie, who helped the, uh, you move the couch? And who was? Uh, oh yeah, thank you. Uh, I'd like to thank Jared Pressman for helping move the couch. <laughs> I really appreciate that. It was not easy. <laughs> this uh, Wendy's chair has robbed me of feeling from my from my posterior. Actually, yeah, we. I don't have. I I didn't buy chairs to replace the couch. So everybody. So we. So. No, it, it, it looks like it looks like you know when you have Thanksgiving at your house for the first time, you're like, go get the little chair from your daughter's room, and, and, and like someone's the sitting on like chair. a tricycle and this. You know, so. It's like everybody, you know, someone's sitting on a piano no bench. No sitting on a box here, though. Boxes. An apple box. So, so yeah, the chairs we have are, um, you have, I believe, uh, uh, your an father's old, old my father's chair. old office chair. It's, uh, that's why the arms are broken. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vin has a um, some sort of stool. My piano stool that also can hold a guitar. Yes. Anne Marie is sitting on my kitchen uh, chair. Uh, I'm sitting on the, the um, most broken chair. This very broken chair that I've had <laughs> since I was a I'm teenager. I'm sitting on the broken drum, but it, but it has cushioning. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, now, Spo, Spo is shit sitting, shitting. Spo is shitting on a chair. Spo is, Spo is sitting on a chair. This chair has been that I stole from Wendy's. It's been on quite a road trip. This chair has seen a many an ass. And, uh, Do you know this... how many black women sat on that chair before we stole it from Wendy's? <laughs> oh, God. I know. Uh... I know that. Um, I, I didn't actually steal the chair. I um. Wendy's was redecorating. Because you would never do that. I would never steal. I, I wouldn't go into Wendy's like, yo, give me your chair. You've told this story <laughs> this is on Why would you say that? You've told the story of the Wendy's chair Have a I? great many on the podcast? times. Yes. Also because the Bangeek podcast fully endorses McDonald's and not Wendy's. <laughs> really? No, he just <laughs> wanted to McDonald's. say something fast voice. Um, so, yeah, they were redecorating in Wendy's and I took the chair and now it's mine. Story over. Story over. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we have, we have a... Um, we have a theme today. Uh, it's a very cool theme. It is songs with eighth notes in the piano. Oh. That's a very specific theme. <laughs> so first... We don't have a theme song for the theme, do we? Uh. That's all right. Thank you. There you go. Um, Andy. <laughs> what a uh, great theme song. That was a great theme song. I love that theme song. <laughs> yes. um, hit it, hit it, Vin. Theme song. <laughs> That's, just, that's pretty good. Eighth notes up. on the piano. Um, now, before we go into that, Andy, I'm going to pa- okay. uh, pass it over to you. Can you please give our listeners a quick rhythmic subdivision lesson? Oh, because I'm the drummer? Yes, the, the, asshole. <laughs> you're the okay. rhythm. He got, he got offended. He got oh, offended. Here we go. Can you turn the drum one, set back around two, so Andy three, can't face four. us? One, two, three, four. One and two and three and four and one and two and three and four. Okay, one and that's, two and that should three clear it up for everyone, shouldn't it? One and two and three and four. One and so it's one, two, three, four. One and two and three and four. You, you sound like someone who's like. One and two and three and four and one and two. Now, can you hit any of those drums at any time under any of those numbers? Or does it have to be a specific drum to a specific number? Thank Th- you, Spo. Thank you, Spo, for trying to coax an actual lesson out of this. <laughs> okay, but we're not talking about drum beats. We're talking about Just rhythm, beats. rhythm on a piano. Okay. Okay. So it's not eight notes, notes in the, in the let, let me, let me expl- let me Let me help you out here, Andy, if you don't mind. I'm going to help you out. I'm helping you out. I'm Are we right playing the you, first inversion here of the eighth notes? This is, this is the note with the squiggly line on the top of it, right? Okay, so yes. a measure has four beats in it, um, and that... And when you hold one note throughout the whole measure, it's called a whole note. So, so can you uh, hit four beats on the uh, hi hat, please? And Vin, play a chord that's a whole note. Two, three, four, two. Those are whole notes. So, when um, you're looking at piano music or whatever, and you see the big circle, that's a whole note. Okay. So now, Vin, can you please play half notes? So half notes are half the length of a whole note. So instead of having four beats, one, two. One, two, one. They have two beats each. And on a piece of music, that would be the bam, circle bam, 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 with the uh, line on it. <laughs> okay, next we have quarter notes. <laughs> Those are quarter notes. One note on each beat. One, 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 or one, two, three, four. They last one beat each. Okay, now, what we're here today to discuss are eighth notes. And that's when you cut a quarter in half. One and two and three and four and that's the darkened line with a little flag on the bottom. Yes. Now just to get nutty for a second, so our listeners know, what are sixteenth notes? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Those are sixteenth notes. One and two. Oh, yeah. 
one e and a two e and a one e and a two e and a one e and a two e and a one like that. Okay, and then there's another thing that we might qualify here. Um, music is not just divided evenly. Sometimes you divide it in thirds. Huh? So, huh? What? So, so what do you mean? we're going to talk about triplets. So, a triplet is when we take this beat and instead of dividing it in half, we're going to divide it into three. So, um, what would a quarter note triplet be? One, two, three. So a chord note triplet is th- is three notes for every half a measure. So one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two. So for every two beats, you're playing three notes. Okay, now eighth note triplets are one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah, and um. <laughs> and now sixteenth note triplets are. So those are the uh, there's your quick rhythmic uh, subdivision lesson. Rhythmic. Rhythmic. Real quick, you could leave that middle uh, triplet, and then that's how you have a swing feel. That's right. So if we have this we eighth note triplet thing, it's so one two three one two three one two. If I leave the two out, one three one three one three one three shuffle 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 swing. Start spreading the news. <laughs> All right, good. So those are that's how you do um, an eighth note subdivision. Um, we have three songs prepared today. Actually, we have two, and I'm going to be lazy and use one that we've already done because uh, it was on the list. But um, let's, aside from the songs we have planned, uh, what songs have eighth notes in the piano part? Uh, what can you think of, Vin? Um, uh, definitely uh, "Moving Out" by Billy Joel. Well, those are okay. Now, that's a good. This is a good uh, discussion topic. Are those eighth notes or sixteenth notes? I feel them as sixteens. Because he's playing halftime in the drums. Is it halftime feel or is it this? Now, would you count moving out like this? One, two, two three. Oh, hold on one second. Because when I when I feel something, I'm always with the drummer and I feel the snare drum on two and four. But are, so is it one, uh, one, two, three, four? Or is it one, two, three, four with a halftime feel? So, Andy, what? I need this explained for, by you. What's halftime feel? Okay, uh... Drum, simple drum beat is kick drum, uh, snare drum on two and four, like you said. Right. So one, two, three, four, one, two, three, yeah. four, one, two, three. So what's halftime? So the it's half of that. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, so you're, four, one, yeah, you're two, doubling three, the space four, between the kick one, and snare. Two, three, but your hi hat didn't change. Yeah. Two, three, four. So Regular. the question is half. Right. So it's still counted as four. So the question I have is, moving out, would you count that as sixteenth uh, notes or eighth notes? Um, like eighth, eighth halftime or sixteenth oh, sixteenth halftime or eighth? You know what? Let's experiment. <laughs> uh, the question is, is uh, let's count the bars of the phrase and see where the the arrangement takes it. Well, it's either going to be like eights or sixteenths, right? Eights or sixteens. Right, it's going to be eights or sixteens. What feels natural? Okay, um, do you know this, uh, Spo? Kind of, sort of. Uh, so, actually. Ooh, oh, oh, oh. 
country I've been working too hard Could give you a heart attack You ought to know by now A house out in Hackensack Is that all you get for your money? And it seems such a waste of time Counting as I went, like David yeah. Bowie um, in Major Tom. But anyway, um, it went five, and then there was that extra bar, ack, 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 and then you ought to know by now, and then there was another bar after that. So it's a bar of six, and then there's another two. There's Not a, a bar of six. A uh, phrase, of, phrase six, of six, yeah. And then there's another two bars after that. Counting one, two, three, four, like that? No. Two, two, three. Counting in the half. Three, two, three, four. Yep. So feeling the quarter note here. Do you play? I, I think we. A quick question. So the answer to your question, Richie, is no. It's not. Okay. Do you play um the C augmented in that? Because I was listening to this today. I was listening to this on YouTube today, a, a live one of Billy doing it, and it was like. The C with the G sharp. That, well, that's, uh, that's what Billy did live. So it's like, it's like D minor. That's definitely a weird G minor. Then a C chord. So a C first. One, two. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? That's what that's what Billy's doing. What well, he's also playing that that fingering uh, with a half step down transpose button on his keyboard. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's really it, oh it, it throws me off every time I hear him do it live. When, also, I watched an old one I think from the seventies or early eighties when he was doing it, and he had the Moog next to him, oh, and yeah, he was yeah. playing. That's pretty wacky, and he's singing and playing the chords with the left hand. We just, Amory and I just saw Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden, and you know now he's got a synth player who's killing. Oh, he's he's his MD. Yeah, he, they, he's just like he like you know he was on top of every sound, oh, had it he's... perfect. You know Billy just has to play you know the chords and sing now. But back in the day when they didn't want to pay an extra person, they had to have he had the synth and that. You know it was crazy. He, okay, he well off the subject, he writes a lot of uh, riffs for the bass. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Like even Captain Jeff. Oh, the 16th note. I thought we could get away with that. I, I, I'm gonna a... go. I'm gonna go with eight notes because it makes you, it a more interesting show. No, because <laughs> no, because you if you if you actually had to write this out, yeah, you would not write 16th notes as the melody. Okay. Right. Yeah, you got to follow what the what you think the melody does. That's actually the the be all in this. I'll buy that. Um, the other one that's sort of like because eighth note is... Because then you would be... Ha- you, then if you were like transcribing the melody, you would have to have all these like dotted eighth notes and stuff that would be weird. Oh, so so go by what's easier to write <laughs> on read. paper. What's yeah. easier to read. Read, right. I mean, no, right. Really, Correct. Read. Read. <laughs> um, what about like pressure?
a great metal song. That's a halftime song, and then it goes into the regular. Billy time. keeps screwing us today. Let's, let's move away from bully, from bully, right. bully Joel. Bully, bully, bully. <laughs> let's move away from bully Joel. It's a bully day. It's a bully day. I got one. You know what? what? Back so, to Captain Jack. Eighth notes on piano. Uh, the solo in Great Balls of Fire. Okay, let me hear it. Shake my nerves and rattle my brain Too much of love drives a man insane Broke my wheel What a percussion it's, it's a blues <laughs> <laughs> I know it's your first time being a band geek it's yeah, a, I know It's a lot of pressure, man You know, you know it's like Pressure! <laughs> Get that one ready Sometimes I get. You said I get the, the four flow is paranoid. Are you doing Stewie singing Billy Joel? <laughs> you said yes! the flow is paranoid. What's yes! <laughs> even you can do? Right <laughs> <laughs> the flow is paranoid. I've got my top hat and cane and a pocket. Speaking of which, miracles. I wanna, I wanna talk about something. There's, there's two things, there's two things that I, I always um, watch on. Uh, on TV that uh, you know inspire me to do the the podcast. One well, one of my obvious influences is Hall and Oates. Um, Hall and Oates. That's obvious. Well, 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 well not <laughs> Hall and Oates. The obvious but, thing on television well, not, now. Not, not Hall and Oates. I, I mean, um, <laughs> live at Daryl's house. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I meant to say. Oh, that's so awesome. Um, because that's sort of like our format, but we do that with you know, not perfect. Rendition of the songs, and we're a little goofier, and we'll we'll go on a hour tangent about Batman, but um. And Smokey Robinson doesn't come over. Yes, yeah, he doesn't eat like ribs at my house or whatever they were eating. What were they eating in that episode? Oh, there's always cooking something. It's, yeah, it's a, you need but I think Daryl's house is just the, as small as your basement right here. Right? Oh yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> it's it's like all camera effects. Um, so I really, I'm really uh, inspired by that. Another another thing that I, you know, since I'm doing sort of like a comedy music show I watch Jimmy Fallon and I'm like shit I wish I thought of that you know he has all these great sort of uh, little uh, skits but did you guys see the Ariana Grande or Grandi Grande, Grande. Uh, Ariana Grande the Wheel of Impressions the Wheel of Impressions it depends on if you're in Italy or not it's Grande <laughs> Grande or Grande over here it's Grande over here it's Starbucks it's medium Grand. large Ar- Ariana <laughs> Ariana medium <laughs> Ariana mezzo <laughs> Unsweetened. So, can I have an Ariana Metzo? I like an Ariana Metzo. Yes. <laughs> soy milk. Everybody dancing. Uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the wedding. Who is that? I don't know. It's my uh, European traveler. <laughs> Sounds like Gobo. I mean, like one of the fries. 
It sounds like a fraggle. She's yes, right. It's a fraggle. Italian fraggle. It sounds like he, a mascot he, for a pizzeria. Fragile <laughs> must be Italian. I He needs his own podcast, I think. <laughs> that guy. This, this guy. I have a podcast. Yes, I got a couple of Italy and I make a podcast in the microphone. That's like Bill Hader's character. Vinny Vedacci. Vinny Vedacci. Welcome to Perillo Tours. I'm Mario Perillo. And um, I'm Mr. Italy. Mr. Italy, Mario Perillo. Wait, what did we talk about? Was that on the podcast? Ariana Grande. What? That was, on, that was in the car ride home from, from a VLC gig. Spo, Spo you, were, you were in Italy over the summer. I was, I, was, <laughs> I was there for a month and I actually met a guy that sounded just like that. <laughs> Finn, you're killing me. What were we talking about? Like Ariana, Ariana Grande? Grande um, no, 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 no. We were talking no. about Mario Perillo. We when did that come up in conversation? Were you oh, there, Andy? Oh, God. Everybody's because, talking at once. Uh, Spo was in, in Italy, and Brandy had some friends in Italy. Uh, I think, Amory, you had some friends in Italy. I, we, and we were we, talking about how everybody's <laughs> in, Italy, in Italy, and you said Mario Perillo's <laughs> cashing clean. in right now. I said, I said, what, is, does Mario Perillo have a sale going or something? Yeah. Everyone's in Italy. Welcome. Come to Italy. I'm Mario Perillo, Mr. Italy. I have a package for $300. You can go to Sicily in Italy. Anyway. I love where this podcast is going. This is fucking amazing. This is awesome. Welcome to the new Bengi. New Bengi. It only took us a year to get here. Okay, so anyway... The, did you guys see the Ariana Grande, uh, Jimmy Kimball, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimball, Jimmy Fallon, uh, Wheel of Impressions? No, we didn't watch the yeah. I think I saw, uh, there was an old one, right? Is it no, new? it just Is happened. Is it recirculating? Yes, Richie, I, I did. I didn't know. I saw it on Facebook. I didn't know if um, if she could actually sing. She was freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. They, I, I think I would fail the Wheel of Impressions. No, you wouldn't. I, no, you wouldn't because cause, cause it's predetermined. Oh, oh, it's fake, you're saying? Yeah. Is there another cup? So... So I would like Just tell I would tell Some the producers of, of Jimmy Fa- if I if by any strange twist of fate I was ever on that show I would tell the producers okay uh, you have to put Michael McDonald David Bowie uh, Bruce Dickinson the Bruce Dickinson not the other one Catherine uh, Hepburn Catherine Hepburn <laughs> <laughs> yes hey that's a stalker one of, <laughs> one of the Gibbs the Bee Gees. Oh, oh yeah Barry Gibb yeah, yeah Jimmy Fallon's that's his Right? Well, I'm just saying that those are like the ones I could do. Yeah. Um, you could do so, Billy Joel pretty well. Oh yeah, I could do Billy Joel. Um, William, 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 William Joel. H. Joel. I could. Do, yeah, so you know, I'd have. So hey, remember tell that them, last time we were in Long Island and that guy said he knew Billy Joel. That's everybody in Long Island. <laughs> that happens every time. We're in Long Island. That guy got me tickets to see Billy Joel. He actually did know Billy Joel. <laughs> That's how I got my Billy Joel ticket. I was talking about that guy. I was talking about the other guy the last time we were in oh. Richie, I saw where you were sitting. He doesn't know him that well. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the guy from the grocery store? Was he saving his pennies? Anthony works there. Um, all right, so let's do a song right now. Um, so I mentioned uh, Live at Daryl's House. We're going to... I guess it's about time that we did a, uh, a, a Hole & Oats song. song. And you know what the other thing is, Spo? I was so excited to do a Hole & Oats song because I know you like them and I wanted to show you the video and now you're going to be in the video. Yeah. So, you know, don't fuck it up, I guess. <laughs> I, I will try not to. I know it's... Uh... Spo turned me on to The Bird and the Bee 
Oh yeah, the cover album. There's the, uh, an album, uh, a band called The Bird and the Bee, and they have an album called Reinterpreting the Masters Volume One, and it's just Hall and Oates covers. <laughs> and one, a, there's one original song. Reinterpreting yeah, the Masters. Uh, heard it on the radio, which yeah. is the first track. It's am- but it's amazing, and <laughs> yeah, it's like good. my, like I can listen to it in the, like fully in the car all the way, a lot. They're one of those like you know guy girl duo <clears throat> bands. It's not really a band. But it's like note for note perfect, yeah. and it's just they're a hipster YouTube well. band. I, I, I'd say they're probably a little hipster. Um, so this song we're gonna do is "Kiss on My List," and this definitely has oh. eighth notes in the um, in the piano. Uh, so let's go over the chords because this does some really cool stuff, actually. Um, in the uh, it starts off so like you know that whole like pedal like C with the you know uh, G C in the bass so to C major. Yacht rock thing. Yeah, the yacht rock thing. Dance with me. <laughs> I gotta say, man, I am outclassed. He knows every song. Spo, yeah. all you had to do was prepare these two songs today, and you did that, and I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, in the car on the way. You're not here for that. Yeah, all this other shit is gravy, and, it, and it may, I get a chance to insult you if you fuck it up, and it yeah. makes the show funny. Oh yeah, that's great. Um. But you know what Spo will do? Because I, I love Spo, and Spo's diligent. Uh, what are, Spo- you, are you okay with us calling you Spo? Yeah, yeah that's, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, that's what good. John Spo, John Esposito, what he'll do is <laughs> he'll, he'll have a moment. He'll he'll be on this podcast. We'll go through like 50 songs with Vin. And then like in two years, he'll be like, hey, Richie, I learned those 50 songs. <laughs> Hey, hey, and he'll send me he'll send me clips on his phone yeah. of him playing. Like, the, hey, remember two years ago when we played Moving Out and I didn't know it? Check it out. Check it out. I got and you it. know what? And once I learn it, we never spontaneously play it. It's not I'm, always, I'm always two years behind. Do you know who did that? Uh, a guest was on our show, Tony Hansen. Um, we used to have these par- parties for my dad's music store where all the teachers would come down and they would play, you know, cover songs. And Tony never knew any. So he decided he was going to play um, Peace of Mind by Boston. And supposedly at that point, Tony was living in the apartment beneath my sister's house. And she said, she calls me up, she goes, you guys better play fucking Peace of Mind next week because I've had to hear it 400 times <laughs> as Tony tries to learn it. You guys are like ruining the spontaneity here. You're not supposed to practice anything. Yeah. You're supposed um, to know it. So after the uh, Dance With Me, I Want to Be Your Partner chords... Then it goes to, to minor seventh. You know, and then it goes F. What's that for us? Huh? Oh. Like F9 to F. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm playing a weird. It's the Carol King chord. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, right. Good morning. Right. Then F, and then back to C. Right, and then the um, the verse chords are um, C minor, F minor, thank you, Andy. A flat, B flat, C, C major. Oh, the dance with me chords again. Then. Okay, and then and now it goes to F minor. Now what chord is that? Oh, it's a it's a D D minus seven flat five. Do you have to mention? Do you have to diminish? Sort of. 
Yes, it did. Yeah, because you could stay on the same oh, note. What, in the what, what notes are you playing? What's the voicing? Me? Yeah. I, I'm just really playing just a D and F. But you can actually add that. You can do the flat five. It's like just like a D flat five. It's not a D minor flat five. It's not like the seventh. Something. It's fucked up. Maybe it's no five. Oh, it might be like one of those weird like partial like the chords. Jazz, no five. No five. Yeah, it's, yeah. So the bass is just going F to D. And what chords are you playing? What notes are you playing in that chord? I got a D, actually D, F, and G. Harmony's doing too. It's like a sus too. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, and then it goes back to the uh, chorus uh, chords. The the only other the other intro chords. The only other weird thing is the guitar solo, um, which is it goes um, C. Sounds like we could do this. Oh, and the other cool thing about this is the guitar part is super disciplined in this. It's like, sometimes, um, uh, my friends, do I call you all the time? What can I say? It's like, don't you want to hit the guitar again? And the drum part is very disciplined because it's yeah. a machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be that disciplined. <laughs> He's not going to be disciplined, and I'm going to be disappointed. So, <laughs> are you guys ready to do this? So, who's Hall? I'm going to be Hall for this, uh, even though I look You're like Oates. Totally <laughs> <a host. laughs> well, when Just Andy and I did our two part invention album cover, we yes. we found the Hall and Oates album cover and copied it. <laughs> and so, we, we did. I almost shaved my mustache, but I, you know. that so, was our inspiration. I found a folder in my computer with pictures from that. For whatever reason, we did a photo shoot like, and it was we like I still have those pictures yeah, too. There's a picture those. of us like measuring our dicks or something. <laughs> yes, correct. No, it's, that was during the costume idea. change. No, we, we had like three outfits. Why was no, this necessary? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Time out. I took that picture, <laughs> and it was completely planned. <laughs> it was completely planned. It's like I, our were backs you, to the camera, uh, and we're like, oh. we look like we're measuring. You, you <laughs> thought it was hilarious. Were you, were you measuring you them unsheathed? <laughs> no. No, sheathed. <laughs> totally, fully sheathed. I just don't understand. I just don't understand why. Well, if it was a completely It was planned... all Richie's idea. No, the best... I don't know why we did it. Oh, wait, but here's... I had that picture. The oh, band geek so thing here is that I was wearing your shirt because I just need like a blue shirt and you had a Spock shirt. <laughs> and, and it had a... Spock it's better hand. hand. He was making the, the Spock hand and it said, talk to the yeah. hand. <laughs> <laughs> was this... Uh, Anne Marie, wooing Anne Marie, or no, we were dating. You were dating already. Okay, that's how he was wooing Anne Marie. So that's probably the by measuring know. his unsheathed dick <laughs> by <laughs> oh his sheathed dick. Sorry. And uh, yeah, that was that was weird. <laughs> and he's just now realizing. <laughs> I was kind of uh, uncomfortable when that happened, um, but. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's play some music. Well, that picture is hilarious, by the way. Yeah. Maybe I know what? I will definitely not be posting that anywhere. Okay, here we go. Instagram! 
Right. Yeah. So well, she posts the Hall and Oates. didn't happen, bro. You should, you should post the Hall and Oates. Squad goals. Pick, yeah, right? What does that mean? What, yeah. It's like goals what? for the, the, the squad of people, the team. I love that. It's like, what? I got to have all my bros, and we got to be doing something, and then that's our goal. And so, then we achieve it. And once we've achieved it, we get to hashtag it <laughs> with, with a hashtag, squad goals. That's then how we, you tell that we, we've uh, become old people. Right? We have to describe, we have to explain what young people are doing. Well, you know, I have nieces and nephews that are, you know, the ages of like 9 through 21. Yeah, that's so. the excuse. So I, I know about this stuff, you know. I'm, I'm just afraid of accidentally getting like Snapchatted by one of them, something I shouldn't see. You know what I mean? <laughs> that would be not good. What happens doing, if I get last Snapchatted? Year, last year I, I was during, doing a gig with, oh. with, with uh, a, a certain cranky bass player who we've had on frequently. And, uh, and uh, we're doing a gig and there's like a girl with really big tits in the front of the audience dancing. Isn't and, there always. And, and, he, and, and he goes, whoa, look at that. And, and he goes, what does that girl look like? I was like, I don't know what he asked me. He goes, I'm just trying to make sure it's not my niece. <laughs> oh my God. That would be uh How did you go there from hashtag squad goals? He said well, Snapchat. I, 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 said, Snapchat. I have nieces and nephews. You know, you don't want to get your lines crossed when you're on the Snapchat <laughs> with the nieces and the nephews, with the youngins. Oh okay, God, Bill Cosby. Alright, we're playing the song now. Here we all right. All right. Everybody, everybody ready? Everybody know what they're doing? Everybody everybody gonna gonna love so. We have to come back to this after the song. So, <laughs> this is not the end of this. You haven't heard the end of this. You haven't seen the last of So me. now this this song is in the key of C. C, C, C minor, C minor. C minor right? It's a split key. Because we have the B flat. It goes major and then minor. It goes major than minor. Um, so Parallel. What are the la 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 la? What are you singing, Muff? Beautiful. It's beautiful. All right, and then um, have a because you kiss. Because your kiss, your kiss is on my list. Because your kiss, your kiss is on my list. Because your kiss is on my list. The best is alive. Because your kiss. Yeah, we got it. I'm thinking of. He did the mash. He did, did the monster mash. The monster mash. He <laughs> was the graveyard smash. He did the monster mash. Actually, wow. This song is just a ripoff, isn't it? <laughs> and then, and then, could we fit the monsters theme in there somewhere? Wait, so Hall and Oates rips off the Groovy Ghoulies? <laughs> yeah, what's that new like dance radio song that's got that in it? Oh, is it, is it Panic at the Disco? No. I don't know who it is, but they managed to put it into like a club song. And you have all these, you know. No, it's a, it's not a club song. No? It's an alt-rock song. Oh, is it? Yeah. This episode has so much ADD in it right now. It really does. There's zero focus and too much noise. Okay. Let's I'm, play a damn let's song. Let's play the fucking song. Here we go. Ready? All right. Everybody, everybody get ready. It's probably the last song I ever played with you guys. You're never going to ask me back. Uh, oh, no. Never going to ask me back. Right, here we go. I don't feel the need to give such secrets away 
Very nice, guys. Good job. So getting back to things young people do. What? <laughs> What's the deal last with Tinder? Year, wait, last year we had like this, this, I don't know, teacher appreciation thing. And the kids gave us Scantrons and tested us on all the lingo. Squad Goals was on that. Oh, nice. <laughs> Squad Goals was on that. They took it. From... Wait, you still use Scantrons? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Do you have a Rexograph machine in your school? <laughs> they said, they asked, what does Bay stand for? Everyone knows that. I did not know that. What? You don't know that it stands for babe? In no, German, it doesn't stand for babe. It, in it's German, it means anyone, poo. It means, we all know in Danish it means poo. Oh, Danish. <laughs> we all know. Scheiße is poo so, in German. Yeah, so it's like hanging with bay, shopping with bay. What is in that? Danish like, what does it, it means mean? poo. It's a, before? It means before anyone else. B-A-E. Oh, oh it's an acronym. It's an acronym. Yeah. I had no idea this it's whole time. I just thought we were leaving out letters. See, you thought you had something, Richard. You, th- you, you thought don't. you knew. You were too smart. Yeah, but smart. people don't use that in the right context then. Yes, yeah, exactly. that's correct. They that do not correct. use it in the right context. <laughs> What's the, wh- is, it a, is it a tense thing? You say bay no. and boo? Like What's, I'm hanging yeah. with bay and yeah. I'm hanging with before anyone else? That's a yeah. Okay, no, no, no. That's more of a like a... Whoa, like guys, a, guys, calm I down. got minds kind of thing. Like, <laughs> you know, before, before whoa, anyone whoa. else. You know? Time out. Time out. Holy crap. No, people do that all the time. Like, they use just the name for it, and then the name, the acronym itself becomes a noun. That happens right. a lot. Like IGM. It really should be like, like, Bay, I'm going to take a shower. You're like, before, before anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyone. Oh, I'm going to take everything else. <laughs> Bay, I'm going to blow up the bathroom. Yeah. I'm going to rewind that. It, it's, it's like, when like you, you got to do quote marks when you do it. Like, hanging out with my before anyone else. That, that's that Richie. Mean, when Richie no. gets to a hotel and he's sharing it with the other people, I gotta take a shit bay. Bay. <laughs> All right, new bay. We're taking it back. <laughs> I was wondering how long was it take you to talk about shit. It really was. I got a complaint on one of the last podcasts. Someone said, uh, "More music, less farts." Oh man. How about? Can they smell them on you too? <laughs> Okay, we need to focus. Another dock with my bae. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what other songs have eighth notes in the piano? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Were we, show. <laughs> were we still yeah. talking about eighth notes? Yeah. <laughs> Another song that I could think of that has eighth notes is um, Hold the Line by Toto. Now, instead of doing it right now, we already did this shit, so I'm just going to play when we did it at um, Joe Kumia's house. Although... That's that other... Oh, right. So we're going to explain right now before we start. This technically has eighth notes in the piano, but they are actually eighth note triplets. Um, Do you know Hold the Line, Vince? It's three to a quarter. Yeah, so that's those are those are eighth note triplets. So um, let's take you back to that. Uh, if you already heard this, um, or, or you know, if you haven't heard this, this is a great opportunity for you to check this out. And if you want to hear the whole episode, go back to the one with Anthony and Joe Cumia, um, and we did hold the line with Anne Marie singing. Um, and if you're in Italy, how do you say that name? Cumia, 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 Cumia. It's so, pronounced um, cumin. Cumin. <laughs> 
So, um, just to tell you who's on this track before we play it, it's um, Vince Tatinelli on drums. How do you say that? (laughs) Um, Brian Connolly on keyboards. Joe Cumia on bass. I'm playing guitar. Uh, Muff is singing background vocals. Uh, Henry is on lead vocals. Um, So, if you haven't heard it, here you go. And if you have, sorry, you'll just have to hear it again. (laughs) All right, here we go.
Okay, that was Hold the Line from a past episode, and that's called uh, me being lazy and reusing stuff. You don't know the number? Uh, oh, 48. Yeah, yeah, it's episode 46. Sure, sure, sure. I, I think it's 46. Anywhere between one Probably and 52. Probably look it up on <laughs> Man, Andy's on my level right now at the Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh my God, this is it. I'm also not facing the wall too. Oh, oh you feel like you're more oh, engaged. I, yeah. Oh, that so in the new, I'm usually the, staring at the wall there. In the new studio setup, we since we removed the couch, Andy's in the corner. You'll see from the YouTube video, and he's uh, facing everybody. It's more spacious. Everybody feels a little more comfortable, except for Spo's ass, which is lost feeling an hour ago, right? Yeah, pretty much. I think it's still there. I mean, I'm sitting, so it's got to be still there, right? Yeah, it's still there. <laughs> My chair just smells like hours of MMO in your dad's ass. Ew. <laughs> 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 Richie, can you level me up? <laughs> I want to. I want to uh, just because I've been uh, neglected to do this. Um, Vin, you have a sort of interesting musical career, don't you? You can say that. I guess. Um, and Vin. Well, your current job, what's your title right so, now? So uh, I am the manager of marketing and audience services at the St. George Theater in Staten Island. Okay. Um, Vin actually booked Blue Oyster Cult there. We're going to uh, do, do your plug. Okay. So uh, on Saturday, October 17th, uh, we've got Blue Oyster Cult playing at the St. George Theater. It's an 8 p.m. show. Uh, tickets are 59 and 29 uh, Get them right now because they're going fast. And opening for Blue Wish the Gold is a wonderful local band named Sons of Origin, fronted by brothers Anthony and Stephen Babino, who are products of Castellano's House of Music. That's right. Uh, and how do you say Babino in Italy? Babino! Babino! So, now you... Okay, well, I want to talk about your gig. Sure. Uh, what got you into this? So, um, I've always, uh, as you know, I'm a musician, and I've been playing uh, since I was about three and a half, four years old. My mom taught me. Uh, so it's something I've always had. Uh, and as I was going to school, I, I, I can't read music. I haven't read music since I was close to eight. Uh, so I'm just good with chords and stuff. But uh, I knew that music wasn't going to be what I was going to study in school, so... I went the business route. I got my MBA in marketing. Uh, so I figured if I'm not going to be schooled in music theory and whatnot, let me try to get a job where I'm in the business somehow. So uh, one thing led to another, and here I am uh, at the theater. I've been in this role. Uh, it was a year in July, so about 15, 16 months. I uh, interned there my last uh, semester of grad school. Uh, as their social media guy and stuff, and then when I graduated, they offered me the full time job. Um, so it's so been yeah. It's been before that, you were at Snug Harbor, right? Right. So during my undergrad, so I did my undergrad. I went to St. John's for both undergrad and uh, grad school. Uh, during my undergrad, I pretty much worked a full time job and part time hours for three years at uh, Snug Harbor uh, as the special events coordinator and business. Guy. Snug Harbor so. um, is a cultural center in Staten Island. Yes, there is culture in Staten right. Island, mm. but we have it all condensed in one place. <laughs> right. Just not it's, <laughs> it's eighty three. It's eighty three acres gated, and you can't get in. Yeah. And none of the culture is allowed to escape to any of the other areas. Right. So, so. you go to see uh, plays and pitches. Yeah. 
Gonna go look at pictures and uh, there's flowers there. And look at the beautiful foliage over there. I was there today and I took pictures as a matter of fact. (laughs) Have them in my phone. Um, But while Vin was working there, he uh, helped organize this thing, a a music exhibit uh, about musicians on Staten Island. And I was part of that. And thank you for including me in that. Of course. Um, And uh, can you talk about that really quick? Yeah, yeah, sure. So for those of you unfamiliar, Snug Harbor is an 83-acre facility. And there's everything from... Music venues to gardens and uh, you know there's classrooms. We're and familiar stuff. with the size. You, Go on. You got it. The right? museum. Uh, the people listening in in Norway <laughs> might not know. I think we're all so familiar with the museum. open there. Acres. Uh, of course. <laughs> How silly of me. So there's also it, it's a it's a reuse site. So there's old buildings that we reuse for other things. We they now. Uh, so they have a couple of art galleries and in one gallery. Uh, we decided that we were going to do uh, an exhibit on the history of music on Staten Island, uh, coinciding with the 350th anniversary of Staten Island, whatever. So uh, uh, we g- accumulated, we got in touch with a lot of musicians who had ties to the island, either were born here, lived here, uh, played here, all that kinds of stuff. So we had a lot of great stuff. I mean, from your uh, early guitars, the, the Disgusto caster. That's right. The yellow guitar. <laughs> I, can I tell Is you it, how much uh, I... I how much of a kick I got out of seeing my Disgusto caster behind a glass case on a museum yeah. wall. I was like, yeah. I just applaud, I applauded yeah. myself like, really you've done it. Yeah, you've done it. And, and you had good company because in your case, you were, I think, on, if I'm remembering, you were on the left. I think Ingrid Michelson was in the middle mm-hmm. and it had like her, uh, had her glasses, it had a, you know, a couple of CDs and a uh, guitar, I think. And then on the right was Vernon Reed from Living Color. He had a, a double neck a custom guitar and his MTV Moonman for um, nice. I just uh, I just like how everyone so. had like legitimate things you know what I mean and I had it's like I had just like the, the this goofy joke guitar that I made when I was sixteen that's was your like, Frankenstein guitar man you know I I love that thing and I I just just seeing it in a glass case I was just I was like sixteen year old me would be pissing himself right now if we saw that like this guitar is spray painted in my backyard yeah, yeah, is on the wall. Next to David Johansson's reunion tour yep. costume and the, the RZA's keyboard that he recorded, 36 Chambers, and like Vito Brada's guitar from White Lion Days. Chasm had his bass and his yep. Grammy nomination from uh, I Hate Myself for Loving You. He's a Staten Islander? Yeah. Chasm, yeah. Uh, Does he not listen to our show? <laughs> we actually we had Bobby Darren's bow tie. Cause Bobby Darren uh, grew up in South Beach for a little while. We also had um, A.J. Perro, who's no longer AJ, with us, yeah. but he was there. That was great to see him. Uh, Steve Orgieri was there, uh, singer with, uh, former singer with Journey. Um, Vito Picone of The Elegance, who I'm, I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Right. So anyway, um, and uh, it, that was a really, really cool thing. And Sandy Gennaro's hotel keys. <laughs> yeah, that was wacky. Like 3,000 <laughs> hotel keys from 40 years on the road. Oh, wow. my God. He yelled at me uh, not too long ago, Sandy Gennaro. <laughs> I'm gonna tell this story. Fucking, I got yelled at like a like a child. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to give those hotel keys back? Yeah, he had like the the regular keys, like not even the cards. <laughs> he had Everything. actual keys in there. He but, now owns a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you what. San, let me tell you, I got yelled at by Sandy Gennaro. We we did a gig. Um, I think it was in Jersey. Yeah, and um, me, Brandy. Andy and Phil were backstage in this little trailer that we had a split with Pat Travers' band. And, you know, I guess I had Mountain Dew 
and Phil had Mountain Dew, so we started yelling at each other like we do. We just did what we did on doing a podcast. Like 15 and, minutes ago. And we had to share this trailer, and it was literally just a curtain dividing our two dressing rooms. Right. And we're going like, fuck you, fuck you. Blah, 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 blah. And then Sandy Gennaro peeks in and goes, hey, guys, we just did a set of ear-splitting rock and roll. Can you keep it down? Ear-splitting. I was like, he, yeah, no, he sorry. didn't even ask. That's the thing. Yeah. Just yelling at us. We got he's, yelled at. But he's the sweetest guy. I just went to Nashville uh, in July, and he he moved down there from Staten Island. He's got this great house, great family. Yeah, yeah, he's really really good guy. I don't care if he's a nice guy. He yeah. Fucking yelled at me. <laughs> all the doors, all locked. You deserved it. Why? Because I just walked upstairs because you guys are too loud. <laughs> you finally right. calmed down enough for me to come back downstairs. Um, the other thing uh, now. That you're involved with putting on shows, um, you don't have to name names. Um, what is the weirdest thing you've had to do in your job, like in terms of writers or you know weird requests that the artists have? Oh, um, what was Richie Castellano's writer when he opened for Eddie Money? Ah, well, yeah, that's a good thing to point out. Vin got me that gig opening for Eddie Money, so thank you, Vin. Thank you for bringing a lot of people to that game. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, cause, uh, see, now, I'm front of house, really, so I don't really get involved too much with the backstage. But I did go shopping for Boss Gags. And I did buy him a lot of, a lot of stuff. I went, wound up getting him, like, a ton of, like, Evian, like, the, almost like the two-liter bottles. And that I think he, you might use one of them. So I've been drinking Evian at the theater for, 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 <laughs> you, you, for about a year. Boss Gags. <laughs> You know what's awesome about writers? You could put shit on there that you would never buy yourself. It's like, I need Evian water. When you're at home, you buy, like, you know, ShopRite brand water. But, like, when you're on the road, I can only drink Evian. You could be, like, a real douchebag with the writer. At home, it's Deer Park. It's it's Molin Spring. Deer Park. Well, I mean, just the the cool stuff about it. I mean, and and you you don't have to admit it if if you don't want to. But I feel like some of them, they just put the stuff on the writer. And you're in the building for... Maybe two hours tops, and you're just taking it back on the bus with you. Well, you're not I'll, having it in the room. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. Um, a lot of a lot of riders do include bus stock, so they go to a certain place and they just put it mm-hmm. on the bus. It's like they do their grocery shopping right. for them. The other thing is, some bands put things weird things in the rider um, just to see if the people band. read them. Right. Because you have no idea how many gigs we go to with Blue Oyster Cult where people have. Uh, you know, Bobby Rondinelli's drum setup from 11 years ago. You know, it's like, hey, didn't you read the... Oh, we've done Blue Oyster Cult before. Well, the band's different now. Right. You know what I mean? We want different shit now. Right. Or you see or you see something that, you know, we had a, used to have a vegan guy on our crew and we still get vegan things. You know what I mean? Like, like no one's a vegan on the crew anymore, dude. You know, Andy right. eats cheese and eggs and fish. <laughs> no, no, the riders are really important. But then it, and the flip side of that is sometimes we get riders that are like 10 years old. Yeah. And then you know when we you know we're preparing for it. Oh no, that that was the old tour. You know, there's no video. There's no. Uh, yeah. Please have you know. a VHS copy of Mystic River in the dressing room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think the other thing people for, don't realize is that half of that rider is not for the band or the crew. Right. It's for their guest. Like half of that Van Halen rider that everyone you know freaks out about What's is that? because they have like 30 people that are you know they kind of know and they drink all the beer. So yeah. you know. If and, then, and then the band goes back and they, and they can't have like a bottle of water because everything's gone. You know? Public service announcement here. Uh, I'm going to sound like a dickhead, but I don't really care because I've had a lot of Mountain Dew. As opposed to... Uh, <laughs> I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. That's right. 
Um, if you um, get invited backstage, which is very cool, um, to a band, ask before you start <laughs> eating shit or drinking shit. Because if the crew is busting their ass all day and they want to have a drink at the end of the show and there's no drinks left, you, you just did something kind of fucked up. So if you're fortunate enough to go backstage and see a band, you know, it doesn't even have to be a huge band. It Don't even a, take a bottle of water without asking. Yeah, just ask. It, just pretend you're in someone's house. You're not, it's, not a, uh, it's not a VIP. Even though you're, you pass as VIP, yep. it's not a VIP room. It's the yep. band stuff that they're going to yep. eat or drink when the show's over. So, and, and they're working. So yep. that's for them. I was petrified the first time I came to see you backstage. And, like, after the show, and, like, there was a bunch of stuff back there, and you were like, you can take stuff if you want. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to, but it was really, really hungry. Well, I'll feel it out. Because, <laughs> for example, if I have to get, if I get to a gig and they, are, they really screwed up on the hospitality, um, you know, the writer and stuff, and I have guests, I'll say, don't take anything. You know what I mean? Just take a bottle of water. That's it. Because there's nothing here. Um, the crew hasn't eaten lunch yet. You know what I mean? Don't touch anything. And, and you know, really... The the crew works very very hard for the band. I mean, our, we have a three person crew of Blue Oyster Cult. That's Andy, Phil, and Woody. Uh, and while we're sort of like chilling, they're busting their asses. So we 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 make sure they're taken care of in that. And I, I I've I've had to yell at some people in the dressing room when I see them like going for their bottle of Jack. I say, oh. that, do not touch that. I said that is for the crew. You know, you gotta. They, they they have their their routine that they go through, and if at the end of the show they want to have a uh, you know a drink, then that's what they're gonna get. So do not fuck with that. That's you know, that's Absolutely. the thing. Um, so, who is your favorite uh, person you've had to deal with uh, aside from me at the uh, Saint <laughs> at the Saint George Theater? Um, you know, for different reasons, but I think the the one of the easiest to work with was Bob Saget. Really? Which was really cool. Yeah, he, he showed up by himself. Uh, I had to go out to the, the city to get, to get his guitar because uh, he does a couple of his comedy songs. Uh, he did a, a promo video for us. He was like the coolest guy with the crew. And I mean, you know our crew. Mm-hmm. Steve, Adam, Danielle, they're, I mean, they're, they're great. Uh, I had I told him backstage before the show, he said, you know, we have a couple of ushers who, uh, who you know, are fans of the show. You know, can I bring them back? He said, no, I'll go to them. So like 15 minutes before doors open, they got doors closed, and all the ushers are in the, in the lobby, and he's just hanging out in the lobby with the ushers, asking them what you, what's your name, you know, what do you do, all that stuff. He signed our guest book. He was really the coolest guy. That's awesome. He was really the nicest guy. Uh, I mean, I, 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 no matter how much you prepare yourself, when Tony Bennett walks through the door, you like clam up, and it's like, the cool thing about our theater is, when he walks in, he for a sound check, three o'clock, he walks in the front door. And you can't do that at Radio City. You can't do that at the right. weekend. You can't do that anywhere else like that. Nobody knew he was around. It's like Saturday, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. He walks in with his overcoat and his uh, New Balance sneakers, probably. <laughs> the band is already playing on stage, so they're playing whatever, you know. And he, he just walks on the stage. He sings, that's bread in the news. All right, that's good. And that was his soundtrack. <laughs> and he walks in and shakes your hand, you know. Uh, Carol Burnett was awesome. She looked great. Uh, she actually went out to eat at Ruddy and Dean before the show, just like a regular person. And that uh, her manager told us when she stood up uh, to come, you know, to leave, the whole place gave her a standing ovation. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, there's cool stories. I feel privileged to work there uh, and to be, you know, this hands-on at at my age. You know, because I feel like if I had worked for a larger organization at this time, I wouldn't be this hands-on with, you know, with and learning what I'm learning. I, you know, it's, I'm. You know, I'm, I'm like a sponge over there. I'm soaking everything in. 
talking to everybody I can. Uh, actually, I have time for one more. Flo and Eddie uh, with the Happy Together Tour, the yep. Turtles. They, uh, Mark Volman, who's, uh, is he Flo or Eddie? I forget which one he is, but he's, he's one of the two. Uh, he's a professor also at Belmont University. So uh, when he goes on tour in the summer, then they do the tour every year. It's always like it's the Buckinghams, the Association, uh, Mark Lindsay from uh, Paul Revere and the Raiders. Right, yeah. And sometimes it's like Mark Farner. Sometimes it's uh, uh, Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. So they, they always switch up that undercard, but it's always the Turtles at the end. Uh, he uh, has an intern pool from the university that goes on a separate bus and goes with them. And they're like, they're, they're not really the roadies, but they, they do like the merchandise, they do the, the guest list, they do the catering. So he, had, he pulled up with a list with a, a busload of like 20 college girls who were pretty much follow, who going on tour with them for three weeks and it's I mean it's smart for him it's free labor uh, and they're and they're learning you know they're learning more than than, than they would in the classroom on the road um, before I uh, uh, go to the next thing uh, sure. you also have a band uh, really quickly uh, t talk about your band and where people can hear you sure so uh, I play in a cover band called cause and the effects uh, causeandtheeffects.com causeandtheeffects.com is our band we're just we're a five piece cover band been together about five years uh, and we, we play all over the island we, we played in Jersey and Brooklyn and uh, City uh, we're trying to we, we've been doing the bars I think we've exhausted the bars I'm trying to go to the next level do you know, more festivals and private parties and stuff it's tough doing bars you have to, you have to draw the line at some point and say yeah. forget it I'm done I want to talk to John before we sure. play another song. Now, Spo, um, you have a less interesting career. I actually, I worked at Snug Harbor too. Years so ago. did I. Yeah, I think for a lot of people in this room probably did. Andy, did you? No. Uh, no. I did plays there. I, I, I worked. I worked on the location. There. Okay. Well, actually, I want to because we're talking about Snug Harbor. I wanted to say something. Uh, I want to put something in there. Uh, there was a guy who is no, who is no longer with us, um, passed away. Uh, it was a really great guy. His name was Brian Rare. And I just want to mention him on this podcast because it's important to me. Um, Brian Rare uh, was sort of like one of the head honchos over at Snug Harbor maybe 20 years ago or, or 15 years ago. Um, and he was such an amazing person. And... Snug Harbor, it's it's a real facility. They they do really big things there. You know, not only do they do like cultural events, they film sh like movies yeah. and TV shows. Like Boardwalk Empire films there regularly uh, because it has that sort of preserved look. Right. Um, but Brian Rare, I met through uh, my high school teacher Lou Manorino, and we used to have a sort of a partnership with them where we would do recitals and stuff. At Snug Harbor, and this was stuff you had to you had to rent out Snug Harbor and pay for it. Well, whenever I wanted, I got like a dumbass idea to do like a big show. I would call Brian Rare and say, "Hey, can I play there with my band?" And he'd say, "Yes, no problem." And yeah. this is a you know this is a room they'd rent out and charge people, and it was not cheap. But when when I wanted to do something with my band, he said, "No problem." He would just give me the room, you know, and, and anything I ever needed, he always gave me. Uh, you know, so I miss you, Brian. But uh, and he would be the biggest fan of this podcast. Oh, he would love this podcast. He would have to be on this podcast. Yeah. I wouldn't need Muff anymore. But uh, <laughs> then uh, I, love, I love you, Muff. I didn't know Brian, but I heard a lot of good stories. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> but, no, uh, you don't. <laughs> I uh, 
we did Andy and I did our uh, I did my CD release party there. Oh, no, we did our CD release party there yes. for um, our prog rock album. We had that big show at this like converted uh, church they call it Veterans Hall. Yeah. And uh, you know we had Ron Thal sitting in. My dad was sitting in. We had we wore our capes and we had <laughs> Andy costume Graziano. changes. Andy Graziano was there. Was that the same show that you did the five point one? Yeah, we did quad. <laughs> we did quad sound. We did. Yes. Yeah. We, this is the second time we've said on this show. Um, Spo, I think I actually met you for the first time at Snug Harbor. Probably. Yes. Yeah, I think Andy Graziano brought me to uh, to something. I think it was a Curtis event. Maybe. I just remember we did a big show at the music hall, and I'm packing down, and you just started coming up to me and just talking to me, like standing right in my face <laughs> and having a conversation. Like, I'm trying to rush up the stage, and like, hey, so you know, what kind of guitar do you have? And what kind? Of, I'm like, who is this fucking guy who's in my way right now? It was your fault for having uh, Eddie Van Halen guitar. <laughs> oh yeah, you have one of those. I like one of those. It's like you just started asking me all these like. I'm like, does uh, this guy, does this guy have like a learning disability or something? He's just <laughs> coming up to me, just talking in my face. It's like, stop, stop calling your cables. And answer my fucking questions. <laughs> Alright? Motherfucker, I paid good money to get in here. <laughs> I paid ten dollars answers. <laughs> um so you, did you go to school with Graziano? Oh it's college, yeah. Oh college college with yeah, him. Yeah, he went he went to Farrell High School, I went to see, and then uh I met him around the time I met Scro, Damien. Yeah. At uh at Wagner. Actually no, because Damien's a year younger than me. So I met Bill I met, Yeah, Bill and Andy first. Then These are our Damien. friends that our listeners don't know who they are. But anyway, continue this <laughs> oh, yeah, Damien, story with no frame of reference. Because Damien's... Well, you asked me about it, but <laughs> no one would know Damien because he's never been on the podcast. We're going to get him on. Because the podcast Actually, isn't done in Damien's living room. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Um, we're, hey, what's up, Damien? <laughs> Damien Damien's probably my best friend. Uh, I love him. Uh, he, but, is, he is your best friend. He was your best man. He's your best wedding. man. The, but the rule is, because I love Damien so much, I won't play music with him because I don't want him to hate me. So, you know, I, I sort of isolate him from, from this part of, of me. But now that uh, John Spo is on the show, yeah. Damien's going to be fucking pissed <laughs> that he's on the show. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and just for the record, now I, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> Get in line. Um, da- Damien's going to be on the show, and I'll explain why. Um, I've had a really busy uh, week. I, I few weeks actually if you look on my youtube channel not the band geek one the the richie castellano youtube channel i've been putting up videos like crazy i just this week alone i put up three tutorial videos so anyone interested in checking out some music theory lessons i did one on modes i did one on um major like doing chords by numbers i also did a really cool one about midi switching on amps so um check that out but I uh, recently, a friend of mine got married, uh, my friend Steve Korn, and uh, if you are a person who listens to uh, The Hole on Riotcast, uh, Steve and I were on that show. Um, Steve, myself, uh, my friend Damien, and also everyone in this room, uh, with the exception of, of Vin, uh, has because Vin's new, uh, has worked on a kung fu movie series that I used to do called Tiger's Fang. Um, it's... It's a very silly, goofy, you know, short films. Uh, I stopped doing them when I started doing the split screen videos just because uh, it was more hits for less work <laughs> the split screen videos. Uh, like I'd be done with a, a split screen video in a week and it would get thousands of hits, whereas 
the Tiger's Fang I'd work on for months and it would get hundreds of hits. So I didn't see the point. But after hanging out with my friend Steve and uh, our old Kung Fu teacher, well, my old Kung Fu teacher, they still go, um, we were talking about it and we're going to do another one. So I started working on completing Tiger's Fang 10. So that's a Ooh, that's, that's a little a little little news one. announcement here. I didn't realize we were that high up already. Yeah, I so I started working on it. Me and Steve sort of got the bug up our ass to finish it. I I opened up my uh, After Effects and I'm trying to do some. The problem is we um, started doing green screen in this last episode and we didn't really know how to do it. So we it was a big technical challenge. But I feel like once we get we have to just for the record we have four effect shots left to edit and we have to shoot one more green screen shot. Then I have to do all the sound, which, you know, that's what I do. So it's not that crazy. But um, And if you're I, not interested in kung fu movies, but you are interested in seeing Blue Oyster Cult members yeah. <laughs> on film. <laughs> oh, that is Eric's true. Eric's been in it? Yeah, Eric. Eric is Iron Master. That's right. Um, and uh, we're having and another BOC cameo that I'm not going to uh, give up yet in the next one. But it's going to be freaking awesome. I'm working on it now. It's very funny. We filmed some of it in Japan. <laughs> Actually, yeah. in Japan. True story. Yeah, uh, I'm. I, I'm very excited to finish it, but you know, as we sort of got into our 30s, all of us had less and less time to work on it. But I want to. It's it's fun to do. So I might take a few weeks off the podcast just to finish that, and then once it's done, um, Damien and. Steve Korn and I are going to do a uh, commentary track on the first nine episodes on this podcast, so you can actually watch the uh, the kung fu movies while we talk over it and, and discuss what we did and, and who did what. And then we're going to uh, premiere the new episode on this show. Nice. So oh, that's cool. that's what's that's what's coming up. Um, that's all depending on how quickly I can finish it. But now that I have the fire under my ass, I, I'm going to really try to get it now done. Now that you announced it, you can't go back. Yeah, no, I, I want to get it done. You know why? It's mostly done. Like all the shots. It's sh- been mostly done are, for like five there years. There are literally five <laughs> shots that, that I have to do that aren't finished. The rest of them are done. So it'd be stupid for me to not finish it after putting that much work into it. So five shots, the way Richie films things. So that should be two, two and a half months. Years. I might have a fire no. under my ass too, but I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, good old Wendy's chair. Good old Wendy's so, chair. Spo, you're yeah. now you're obviously a musician. Um, you Somewhat. played in a band. You played in a band. <laughs> you still play with color? Yeah, uh, yeah. Technically, we just haven't played in a while. Uh, Dave, Dave, I think he's uh, he's getting back surgery. Okay, from so, sitting in that chair. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Has he been to your house? Dave from Wendy's. <laughs> Has he been sitting in this chair? Um, so yeah, that's a three-piece I mean, uh, shoegaze band that you actually you're in with Damien. Yes, uh, Damien, you and a guy named Dave Shirtman. So what's the website on that? That is theblurryworld.com. And your current gig is the fire department. Right? Yes. So yeah. I'm not a firefighter though, so okay. don't, don't confuse me for a brave a hero, hero <laughs> that runs into burning buildings. I'm very much behind the scenes. You still have all those muscles though. I know. You're a calendar, but, but they're uh, calendar model, <laughs> firefighter calendar model. They're, they're desk, actually they're, they're inflatable. Muscles. No, that's Buff's bow. Buff's bow. Oh, that's yeah, that's the the imposter. <laughs> this guy is trying to be me. Trying to have another my... guy named John Esposito in our circle of friends. That they also call him Spo, and it's, it was very confusing what? to me. And he, well, just ha- no. he just happens to be bigger, yeah. more muscular, more handsome than the, any of this John. And it's they, unfortunate. They, uh, I feel like they started calling him Spo just to break my balls. And they broke my balls because <laughs> it's, it's annoying, <laughs> and, and I don't like it very much. And I wish people would stop. 
now it's never gonna stop. <laughs> I know. Um, um, so getting back to the uh, the theme of the show. Eighth notes. Eighth notes. <laughs> she was hard for the money. So hard for the money. She was hard for the money. of songs that are quarter notes in the piano though oh yeah that's another episode that's a different episode (laughs) write them down now so we don't have this happen in the episode when we do quarter notes in the piano how would you count runaway by bon jovi oh those are eighth notes Say Oh Darling and all those other oh, triplets. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That that's going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> um, Roar and Brave. Oh. Commercial. Beautiful, right? By Carol King, is that uh, eight that? notes? You're beautiful as you are. Um, now, Richie, what else you got, Emery? Well, private eyes. Oh, yeah! I'm just taking a stab at it. You see me? But you Because you kiss, you remain. <laughs> okay, how far? Are you doing kiss from a rose yes. here? Yeah. How far are we going on this? Because there's a lot of ballads that have the dung ding dung ding. I don't count that. Like girl on fire. Because that's eighth notes. Like yeah, but I don't count. There's got to be those chords. Like, like hey fire. Jude. Those are a different kind of eight notes. Take a sad song and make it better. 
Good, but there's one got, that got out of bed. there's one that I um oh yeah that's a good one um there's one song that I just heard for the first time like a year ago um Kasim and Eric were in the dressing room talking about this song and they said oh that sounds like Jane by Jefferson Starship and I'm like what's that and they said you've never heard Jane by Jefferson Starship I said no and then they played it for me I'm like this is the best fucking song ever this song kills so first I've been and the minute I heard it I was like. I gotta get Amory to sing this. Um, there's also someone on Facebook who requested this. So this is almost like a Facebook request. Um, oh, you remember the Facebook request song? Yeah, A. It's just A, eighth notes. A, one, two, three. Right. Facebook request! Facebook request! Facebook request! There you go. Can you can you take people through the chords in this song, uh, Vin? Sure. Um... Well, that intro is is just kind of on an E minor. You, do you want you want to care about the intro? Yeah, yeah, do the intro. Sure, that's uh, it's like that's that weird eighty sound. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's much better. <laughs> As opposed to that. It goes up a third, right? Yep. Then again. Then it's, you got E minor, G, D, A, again, two more times, E minor, G, D, A, E minor, G, D, A, and then G. Well, yeah, right, so then, then there's that, that little pre-chorus part where we're just kind of walking up the scale. Richie has failed the internet. He looks exhausted. If show one. F sharp minor, E minor, F sharp minor, G. It's like a E over A flat, A minor, A, a major, A, a yeah. major there? Yeah. Oh, sh- I think so. It's A. Yeah, you're right. No, I don't know. So. Oh, you maybe. Okay. Yeah. I hope not. Yeah, it's minor, it's minor. Cool. And then, then the bridge goes uh, C sharp minor. Um, and then F sharp minor. Uh, then it goes to F sharp, F sharp minor. E with the G sharp at the bass. A. F sharp with the A sharp in the bass. Then B, B sus. That's our first version chord. Yeah. Where are you, Those are the chords. But um, yeah, this is the thing I wanted to say about this song is because we're because we're sort of you know 35 and under here, um, and we like classic rock. The older generation just assumes that we know all these songs already. In the case of Jane, this is a song I completely missed my whole life. You know what I mean? Because it's like everyone who's who's older than me, oh, I know that song. You know what I mean? But you know, the first time I heard, it, I'm like, oh my god, this song is awesome, and I, I can't wait to play it. 
Um, so you guys want to tackle this? Let's yeah, do let's it. Do it. All, right, all right, here we go.
I want to thank our guests today, our new band geeks, John Esposito. Thank you. Very good job. Thanks for having me. Vin Indecente on the keyboards. Thank you. Thank you so much. Andy Esquilis on drums. Jared Pressman on vocals and percussion. Yes, I cowbell. You did cowbell. Oh. Anne Marie Castellano on vocals. Yeah. Hanging out with us today, as always, Brandy Metaxas. Yeah. I'm Richie Castellano. Thanks for listening. See you next yeah, time. Richie.